Hello friends, what's going on? I'm Dion. This is Off the Beaten Podcast. I'm super excited. This week's episode. So uh, weeks back, Ride Fest, which is kind of right after I first started recording for this podcast. When I first started recording, doing interviews, talking with people, I was in line, met this young lady, like waiting in, in a hot dog line, which was forever with my friend Sarah, who's amazing. And uh, this young lady just had this, we kind of, kind of, you know, just ran into each other kind of thing. And she just had this beautiful smile. She had this huge, just bright face. She was super pleasant, despite like waiting in line, like for an hour for like a hot dog and, and, you know, getting it to the front of the line is cash only. She doesn't have enough cash. Her boyfriend's gone to the ATM. And she was just kind of, you know, some people just have these great effervescent personalities and she does. And I started talking to her, you know, and, and it was like one of those things, you know, I'm like, oh man, she's kind of cute. And then she's like, I have a boyfriend. And then like, in, in reality, she's like half my age. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, you know, whatever. Good, you know, things. But we start talking. She was just super pleasant and real talk. Yo, I'm a big black dude. Um, I don't always get the pleasantry that other people, you know, we'll just leave it at that. I don't always get the pleasantry and the genuineness uh, that some people get. And so, and, and you can feel it. Like I can sense it. I can tell when someone's being genuine and smiling and enjoying interaction. And I can tell people don't, right? I'm, uh, I'm not many things, but I'm very observant of people. And so she was just so genuine and I just really enjoyed chatting with her. And then when I found out that she had just started her own company, I was like, oh, cool. You should be on my podcast. And her just immediate reaction was like, yeah, sure. You know, and I handed her my phone. She put her information in and said, you know, just text me, whatever. And, you know, just such a great person. So I really enjoyed. I was really looking forward to sitting and talking with her, learning more about her and her company, Mad Unicorn Eats. So first things first, go check out madunicorneats.com. Madunicorneats.com and uh, get something. Support good people doing good things. Support local business, support Chicago. Uh, she's a young entrepreneur. $10. If you can spend $10, which you can, right? Cut Starbucks out for the week. Whatever it is you do with your money, one less horse you're betting on, one less dance at the club, you know, <laughs> one less left dance. Whatever it is that you do, cut, just cut one or two days of it off, right? And and invest, you know, send that money to to this young lady who's doing great things. And I'm just, I was so excited to talk with her. Uh, she she gave me some jams, I, and I tried them; they were amazing. I will be buying more. I will be supporting this great new Chicago business. Other than that, enjoy the interview. Also, after the interview. This is called the pre-roll. At least that's what I call it. And then after the interview, kind of my wrap up is the post-roll. And that's when I do all the stuff about reminding you everything you should be doing, like rating, reviewing, everything. Okay. So when Sarah uh, arrived and we were doing like the sound checks, it was recording. And I actually caught this like interesting question she asked me because I had mentioned to her like, oh, you know, I, I used to sing in, in bands because we were talking music. And she was like, and she asked me, you know, this question about music and stuff. So uh, I make reference to a song. It just so happens that I have the song in my Google Drive. I found, I like, 
have a digital version of it that I've had for years. Obviously, this was recorded like 2005, like at the latest. And so I'm going to actually throw that on here at the end of the at the end of this. So after the wrap up and the credits, you'll hear a snippet of this conversation. And then I'm just going to go ahead and throw the song on at the end. Uh, it's an old song. It was by a band I was in um, called Life Without Sleep. And they were a bunch of great guys. You know, bands do their course. They went on to continue performing. I think uh, those guys actually all perform in their own bands now, so on and so forth. So, but I'm going to throw that on here so you can hear it because it was just kind of a cute, like, conversation. And I was like, oh, I actually have that song somewhere so yeah so check that out at the end hope you enjoy it you'll hear me at the end for the post roll as usual so without further ado this is my conversation with miss sarah toll All right, and we are recording. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm super excited. I'm like sitting here thinking because I have notes in front of me, which I don't usually keep notes. Verbal pauses. I'm going to try to no, not, it's not even going to happen. No ums. And I'm going to try because I found. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> when you listen to yourself, I have this natural tendency to go. I like this, like, lip smacking. And I'm just like, my friend was like, yo, stop it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to try. So I got my notes in front of me. I'm excited. I'm recording somewhere that I don't normally record. We're not in my home. We're not in my living room. I'm not looking out my window. We are at my, uh, happened, uh, location not to be disclosed office. So welcome. Welcome. Well, I said welcome. welcome. <laughs> it's glad to be here. <laughs> welcome to my presence. <laughs> Which is fabulous. So um, so you, this is a milestone. You're the first person to be a guest on this podcast that I don't know, like, fairly intimately. First, like, stranger friend. First real stranger, uh-huh. yes. And it's right, it's a little weird. So honored. <laughs> so, but I'm super excited. Hopefully wow. it didn't go awry. Yeah. <laughs> you leave out of here, shake your fist, like, I don't have my boyfriend, fuck you up. <laughs> I'll be like, well, that didn't go well. Now it's only friends. <laughs> I'm gonna be the homies from here on out because I can't be trusted around strangers. <laughs> no, so yes, and so Sarah. Oh my gosh, and every moment today has been muted except for now. Of course, Sarah. Yes. Okay, so first let's start with how did okay. So this show, Chicago people, Chicago mm-hmm. shit. So. Mm-hmm. I happen to be in a certain place, and we meet. So, how did we meet? We met at Riot Fest um, in the concession stand line, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous place to meet a friend. <laughs> I feel, but that line was long. It was like an hour long. We were together for a long time. We watched like a whole concert next to us the whole time. Oh, I'm trying to think who was actually on that stage. It was a female with oh, the upside down A. He, Paris, but with a V instead of an A. Yes. And she was but actually... pronounced Paris. She was good. She was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't expect to hear it. It wasn't my choice. But I was like, oh, because she's kind of like, it's rocky, it but like it's kind of... It was like evanescence It's kind of like evanescence mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. But like more good. metal. I was like, okay. All right, all right, all right. And then, um, I don't even know how we started talking. Um, well, I didn't have enough cash, and they were cash only, although they 
had a credit card sign. And then I got up to the front and they were like, cash only, credit cards are down. And so I'm like, well, I don't have enough cash to get the copious amounts of food that I want to get because I was so hungry and I was like, I'm about to get three meals. So I need more cash than the 10 bucks I have in my pocket. And I, so I sent my boyfriend to the ATM and he's like waiting in line at the ATM, which is another like another 20 minute, line. right, 20 minute line. And I was waiting at the front and everybody I have to like cut me. I'm like, okay, you can cut me. But if my boyfriend arrives with the cash, like I'm jumping back in line. Right, the line's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Uh, and it was funny. I was there with my friend, um, Sarah and Joanne. So me, Sarah, Joanne uh, met, man, I want to say 2015. I actually wow. thought about this and, and like wrote this down at some point. Cause I, I had to go back and actually look at the wow. lineups to figure out, but I was bartending at the festival at Riot Fest. At Riot Fest. Wow. I was at, at, a, at the, which now would be the Cobra Lounge tent, but then nice. it wasn't even, I don't even think it was Cobra Lounge tent yet. I think I don't think they were branded yet, but I was bartending and I, <laughs> They were, they were, they were having a good time. But like that, they were having a good time. And at, and I kind of, and it's funny because I remember this. At some point, they are putting their tips in my pants and I'm twerking. And my bar manager is just like looking at me with his arms crossed. I'm like, I've got to pull all the money out, I swear. And they're like, shake it, bitch, shake it. And they're throwing money at me. And I'm like... We got to hang out. They're like, next year, you should just come hang out. And I'm like, I'm so in for this. And so it was Sarah, Joanne, and Shandy. Shandy is now, didn't come, didn't go this this year, but Sarah and Joanne were there. And, oh my gosh. And so they're just the most delightful people. And so, so lovely. Yes. And Sarah's from Pittsburgh, but Joanne lives here in Chicago. Yeah. Wow. So, so much fun. And like we, traveled in just for yeah, that. Well, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's that's yeah. how we do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny. But yeah, I remember looking back and you are super pretty. So just for those of you, there'll <laughs> be a picture you. at some point, right? So I was like, oh, hey, super pretty girl. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Hey. I was like, hi, <laughs> waiting to eat three hot dogs. <laughs> and I don't remember what the conversation was, but then you told me what you do as you, what your, your company, yeah. which is Mad Unicorn Eats. Um, and it's a food company. And yeah, I make preserves and make jam. And right. And I was like, oh, shit, you, we, should, we need to hang out. <laughs> To be besties. Yes. Let's be besties. So, what did you think about Rife? Well, was this your first? Have you been to Rife Fest before? This is my first Rife Fest. <gasps> Stop it. No, I've never been. Oh my God. I went because my boyfriend really loved take, Taking Back Sunday, and there was a few other people that I knew, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to Riot Fest. And so I started listening to more stuff. So, yeah. it's not like my go to music scene, but I loved it. I did my first Mosh Pit ever. And soon after we met, and I like went over and I did my first mosh pit, and for, I fucking loved it. For what? Who was it? It was it was at Taking Back Sunday, so okay. a very mild mosh pit, okay. which is perfect right. for me. Right. <laughs> an intro mosh pit. That's good for um, an intro. It was great, and everyone was so respectful in such a squeezed environment, and I was like, huh. Yeah, it's a different environment. There's a decorum. Yeah, like it was nice. So I'm trying, like my concert history. It's pretty much all metal. Wow. So like metal, metal, you know, like. I did Bonnaroo for a lot of years. Yeah. So I, I did like hippie and then I love rock and roll. I really love funk. Okay. It's like oh. where my heart is. You know, George Clinton's funk. coming soon. Really? Hammond, Indiana. Really? Hey, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm like ready. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook last night. <laughs> so I know. I'm like, Oh my Ooh. God. 
And I'm super excited. I want to go because, um, so I love podcasts, which is why yeah. I have this now. Um, but I've been listening to this podcast called Podcast 99. And it's about Woodstock 99, which what? is the dorkiest topic ever. Like, But it's great. And they did all this, like, I'm on. So think think about how much you could talk about a three-day festival, right? Like right. Riot Fest. Oh, Riot Fest two-day, right? Like so, even our own experience and then reporting on yes. everybody so, that went to I'm on episode 22. Wow. <laughs> and they just got to day two. Like, uh, actually, I just finished the Limp Biscuit episode, wow. which is like the painter. And, you know, everyone, like, everyone was like, can't wait to hear this episode. So it was great. But George Clinton was one of the performers at the pre show, which was Thursday. Wow. And then he also performed again, totally different set Friday for the actual like Woodstock festival right so and i think he's like his birthday was somewhere near so i think the pre-show was like a birthday celebration (laughs) and then like it was the real what a funky dude (laughs) amazing but just like hearing them describe the show and like the crazy and they were like it's one of the best sets of the weekend by far you know they're like i'm just oh my god i gotta see this dude before he dies i've never seen him i gotta go because i mean that was 20 years ago and i'm sure he's still just like off the chain he's still got it yeah oh my god that's, oh, that's, one, that's one of my I'm going to have to look into that. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Check out Podcast Night. Like, I talk yeah. about it all the time. My friends are like, I'm done. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> I'm like, it's so good. Like, but what about this one? <laughs> the next episode just gets better than the last. It's awesome. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. So, what, so you, you've done about it. Okay, right. Fast. So, what did you think? I loved it. I, I loved it. It was, like, misfits alike all around. It was everything I love about music fo- music festivals where it's, like, a lot of people all in the same space, but nobody gives a fuck about, like, what you're doing or yeah. other, you know, but you're also, like, here to intertwine if you want to, you yeah. know, take it or leave it. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of like, we're here. We're existing. We're enjoying this. Yes. And I I just really like that atmosphere. I loved, I mean, I liked the layout, the different stages. Mm-hmm. Comparatively, I, I don't know. I've never seen a dual like headliner stage where they just alternate on the same one. And Mm -hmm. I thought that that was such a brilliant use of space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you can't put four giant stages here or five giant stages here that all have different sound. You have to alternate. Right. Because it makes, yeah, because that would suck if it was like that. And so you could stay all day and there was no downtime between shows. It was just so cool. I had never thought of that. And I've gone to so many festivals and like love event planning and all these things. And I'd never seen that. And I was like, wow. Learn something new. They run a good show, yeah. Yeah. I, this was my... How many years? I want to say five. Between five or six. I want to say 2015 was my first year, though. Wow. And it was funny. I went um, because I wanted to see... It was only one band I wanted to see. And I had never seen them before. And I was like, I'm going... And I saw they were going to be a ride fest. And I'm like, oh, I should go. And so I bought... And I bought oh a three-day... And I bought a three-day pass. Wow. And that was it. And so I went. It was Friday... And they were super early on Friday. So the band was Hatebreed. And they're a hardcore band. I love them. Oh, my God. I love Hatebreed, right? And I've actually met them. Like, um, if you, for those of you who, who've listened before, you'll recall uh, Lance on um, the episode he's on. He talks about, I actually got to announce Hatebreed at OzFest. So that actually might have been 2015, too. So that might have been the same year. So I saw them there, and I think maybe later that that summer oh, I might cool. have been at, at, like saw them again at Ozfest. But I got to I won this radio contest, which was the funniest thing ever. And so like this huge crowd, and they were like, "Okay, drop two f bombs, yada yada, 
hey, Breed, get off stage. <laughs> I was like, only two F5s? Okay. <laughs> what the fuck's up? Oz It was awesome. So, yeah. and um, But I love their music. So I went, got there just as their set was starting. Um, the set, that was when they were still in Humboldt Park. So it was a totally different setup than oh, what it is now. Oh, cool. And the stages were really close to the entrances, some of them. So I literally, like, walked in and you would just, like, make a right turn and you were, like, the stage Watch is there. It. it was so weird. Wow. And I got in, turned, was like, oh, my God, I love this. And saw this kid come out of the pit, like, first song, come out of the pit with a broken ankle. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm going to watch it from here. <laughs> so yeah. Like, it came out like, uh, they had him like a little stretcher. His ankle was at like a right angle. Oh. And I was like, yo, okay, maybe it's. Uh, mm, right, maybe um, from back here. Maybe from back here. Like, last time I saw him, I was on stage. So I'm just going to stay here now. <laughs> Good. And it was great. And then I saw, that was when I discovered Guar, oh. Andrew WK. Yeah. I think that was a year. I loved Andrew WK. I'm, I Amazing. I went. It's so good. So hype. Like, uh, he brings fucking energy. Amazing. I was like, oh my God. This amazing. Is, what a good performer. Yeah. <laughs> the like, whole band. Like, oh. good vibes. Whole entire concert. Yeah. I, my I own, love them. I didn't. So this year, I actually watched him from the back. Because last year, I was in the mm. pit. Yeah. And it was it was just like, I, I got to the last year. I don't know what, what got into me. I got over to that. They were at the same stage last year, but it was Guar, and then Andrew WK was right after, right? Whoa. Mayhem. So I went over there to see Guar, and then I was like, oh, I'm staying at the back because of the, you know, the, the shooting all the crap, whatever. And somehow I, I like got there so early, and instead of the crowd got there late, that I was in the front. And then like as they were like coming out, they started like the show started, and I was still like in the front, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." I guess and I'm in this. I guess I'm staying right. <laughs> and at the end, you know, they're shooting shit, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And it's, you get covered, like stuff flying in your mouth, and, uh, and then I'm like, "Okay, I'm here. I f- I'm 20 again." Like <laughs> I was like, "I'm transformed. Like I'm 20 again. We're in the pit." Ah. And I did that, and then when it was over, everyone was like, "Oh, Andrew WK is next," and I'm like, "Well." no point going anywhere and there it was and i was in the pit for wk and it was the best but his wife was performing with him last year what yes his wife's like a backup singer oh my god i don't know if i saw her this year but you know like it's so like he does he's so 80s he is like the arm movements and like the windmill like she does the exact same thing and it's just like this this cute retro couple. It's so it was so amazing, and I was just like, "This is the best thing ever." I was like, so in love. Yeah, oh <laughs> so in love. I'm like, Andrew WK is the best. He could be. We could be best days. That's somebody I would love to meet. Oh, let me meet him. I, yeah, you can come with Send me. Right, you, <laughs> you can come with me if I do. Right. <laughs> so, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So this actually came. So I actually had an episode about Riot Fast, and so this came up, and I didn't get to ask. My friend Jessica, because she bartended there this year. That's how we met through bartending. And someone asked, so you you wouldn't have a point of reference. So, because someone asked about attendance. I thought there were way more people than last year. That was my perception. Like, it was like, there's way more people than there were last year. I don't know. But something I did notice for, and did, did you notice this, about uh, female headliners? There were a lot, or there weren't a lot? I didn't feel like there were a lot. I, w- I was going to say, I mean, I didn't know a whole lot of the people at okay. all, so I couldn't 
tell you who was a woman, like who was a woman led band or whatever. But okay. as far as what I saw, I did not see a lot of women. I saw Patty Smith and that's who I went for. And I was like, I will see her. Okay, Patty Smith. Um, And I didn't see many other women at all. And I know they're out there. Oh, yeah. And like even off the top of my head, so Paris. Yeah. Uh, Patty Smith. Safe Ferris, which oh, I didn't okay. get to see because they're super early in the day. But when you got to like the nighttime, yeah, no headliners. Bikini Kill, and that's the only one I could think because the Patty Smith still performed early. Yeah. So like after dark, did you see any female no. lead bands after dark? No. I can't even think. I don't. No. I I know I didn't see any because I didn't. I didn't. And watch. I know they're out there. It was a sausage fest out there. Okay, like, this is not, it so, was. I mean, there was a plenty of women that attended, but. Yeah, there was a strong bro vibe happening, and I was like, I didn't realize that punk rockers could be so bro. Oh, but oh, for sure, it for sure happens. And it's yeah. a, Riot Fest is definitely a more um, relaxed mm. crowd atmosphere because I've bartended at Lollapalooza. Oh and yeah, you couldn't pay me to go. Like you could give me the tickets, like, and here's food, money, and drink, and I still would be like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a, too much. It's too. It's a beast. It's a you know like I've I've barked in the Spring Awakening. Mm. That's like the edge because I still feel like the 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 demographic is still even like late twenties, early thirties. I feel like right. that you know it's, right. But a lot of Palooza well, is over. Like, there's like teenagers overwhelmingly sixteen year olds. Yeah, everywhere, and it's just like oh, and half of them are drunk, which is so strange. <laughs> Like oh, they're all, they're all, they're all, where are they drinking? They're all like, yeah, it's a hot mess. So I couldn't do it. But it Riot Fest is way more relaxed, right? But yeah, but a little it's, more civil, a little more adult, a little like, more yeah, yeah, higher demographic. But like someone at you know someone had mentioned they're like oh you know the, the there's no female headliners. So do you like did you notice that while you were there? Or was it just like... Uh, no, but I also don't know the genre enough. And I yeah. was just kind of like, maybe there's not a lot of women <laughs> in the punk rock world. Okay. And like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a lot of women in metal. So like, that made sense. So I was like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there's just not the options. But that's not a good enough excuse, you know? Like, right. that's that's never an excuse. But it was kind of like, well... I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. But I didn't think too hard about it. Okay. But looking back, I am like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Now that you brought it up, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, and it's, it's I I think every year that comes up because it, yeah, there are a lot of uh, po- options, you know. There are. Oh, well, for sure. Yes. Uh, but. And I just don't know that. Like, I could tell you the options in other genres, but like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough. But it's like... It, 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 it's good to hear there are It options. always leans. Like, Bikini Kill headlining was a big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was... They had a huge crowd. Um, B-52s. Yeah. Right? Like, they, a huge crowd. You know? And it's like... I feel like when they have a... Uh, what's her name? Juliette Lewis. Her band played a couple years ago. She had a huge crowd. Like, I feel like when they have these female fronted bands they they do what they do just as well as their right male counterparts right but you don't see too many of them and it's and i know it's come up in the past i've even seen yeah. articles about it you know really oh for sure i feel like chicago <gasps> readers done it well that's a good question so and then the, the other question that someone asked was uh 
does Riot Fest need to do a better job at creating buzz for female artists? Because maybe, maybe the flip side, let's say that there aren't a lot of female artists, but let's say there's bands who are emerging or bands who are like building up who are female fronted. Should Riot Fest do a better job of creating buzz for those bands, considering that there aren't a lot of females? I mean, yeah, it all comes down to like that selection committee of like who's going out and actually scouting these fans to say who plays when and yeah i would love that's a whole group of just like just a bunch of white dudes with mohawks like you know oh i'm sorry for that i'm actually moving the mic (laughs) i feel like i'm like super close to it and you're super far (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna no you're fine Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, and it's something I noticed too, because you're like, you know, Guar and then Andrew WK and then mm-hmm. Blue Tag. And then, like, well, yeah. last year was Nine Inch Nails and it's uh, Incubus. And you're like, Slayer was this year. Slayer. And you're like, yeah. oh, there is no. Yeah. You know, and, like, it's something I definitely noticed just as a musician, because yeah. even in even in metal, you know, there's tons of female front of bands that are kick. They kick ass. And it's great to see some, like, now, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Baby Metal. They're, I have heard of Baby Metal. Which yeah. I would never buy. <laughs> I would never buy a CD uh, for, because of the style of music. But when I saw them live, I was enthralled and I was in really? it. Oh, my God. I saw them at op- uh, Chicago Open Air. And they were right before Kill Switch Engage, which oh. is one of my favorite bands. And I was like, oh, baby metal. Uh, okay, whatever. Let me go over there. Get, you know, it wasn't even like I was like, okay, whatever. I got there. They performed their asses off. The music is amazing. It's one. Of, it's like one of those bands, though, that live, I was like completely like, ah. But when I've listened to it, recorded, I'm like, okay. And, and yeah. another example would be Dragon. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dragon Force. Dragon Force with the super, super fast guitar player. I saw the them. really at, long hair. I saw them at House of Blues. Really? Off the chain. Right? Oh. I would never buy CD though. Right. <laughs> Listening to them, like choosing to listen to them on like Spotify is like, oh, okay. But watching them, I'm sure watching, it's like. And Baby Metal is very similar. Like I was gotcha. just like, ah, you know. And then there are, there are tons of other bands, but like some of them don't get the opportunities. You know? Right. And it's like, oh, that kind of sucks. And that goes back to even the Ozfest days. You know? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Assholes. I would love to find out how Ryfest does all the scouting, right? Because I'm like maybe just put a couple women on the board, like just put put a couple women on your committee. Like that's that's my first suggestion. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I'm assuming Mm -mm -mm. there isn't. (laughs) (laughs) I love that show because I'm assuming there aren't any. Yeah. So, um, are you from Chicago? I'm not. I'm from Indiana, um, but I lived here eight years. We're in Indiana. In Carmel, Indiana. It's oh. right above Indianapolis. We That's have a lot Carmel of High School, events. right? Yes. A uh, very dominant marching band program. Yes. Uh, we, <laughs> my senior year of high school, we won state in every single sport. Uh, is was the and band... our marching band marched at the Macy's Day Parade? Yes. Was the marching band director Dick Saucedo? Yes. Oh my God! Oh. I've worked with him. Really? He's a wonderful I, composer. I don't want to say it like that. Like like we were sitting elbow to elbow. I marched in an ensemble that he wrote music for and arranged music for, which was the Cavaliers Drum and Bugle Corps. Wow. In the year we won, um, for the organization, it was their second, third world championship, but the first in, in since 95, so that was in 2000. And we won a world championship through his wow. arrangements and music. Oh, 
Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. And he's so cool. Yeah. Like, like it was cool to actually, like, sit and talk with him. And he was, like, just, like, you know, he had this, like, real cool demeanor. And I was, like, dude, is he so famous? <laughs> That's so crazy that, you know, <laughs> he's so famous. Like, he's so famous in our hometown. Like. Oh, I'm sure. I mean. The pride. Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what else is going on in Carmel, Indiana. Oh, but. God, nothing. People are just stirring the pot. And they don't need to. They <laughs> bring this huge trophy. They're, like, oh, my God, it's just like later. Right. It's like, who could get a bigger trophy this year? Hmm. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so were you in band? Um, I was in band in middle school. I oh. played French horn. Oh, nice. Um, I was one of two, oh. and I was second chair. And <laughs> that's, still, that's still a silver medal. Type. Right? <laughs> um, second chair, French horn sounds impressive. Um, until you hear there's only two of us. But <laughs> um, And I loved it, but I went to high school and I did student government and that took up a lot of time. And yeah, but Saucedo made a piece for us in eighth grade that we performed. And oh. it was my first brush with him. And I was just like, whoa, this is like really cool music. It's really cool like, music, yeah. This is really cool. And as an eighth grader, I was just starting to like gather what good music was. And I was just like, huh. That's something else there. <laughs> and You yeah. got some talent, son. Yeah. <laughs> Always been a grandma. <laughs> that's cool. Like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> so you're from Carmel and then how did you so how did you end up in Chicago? I went to DePaul. Right. Um and yeah, I got came here when I was eighteen and haven't left and oh, I'm yep. Just loved the city and had to escape Indiana. Um definitely did not love it there. Uh, oh, so many try to get out and they don't make it. Yeah, <laughs> truly, it's, it's like oh my God, they make it out. I see people just repeating their parents' lives and just reiterating it, and I'm just like, oof. I don't know. I like it's, that face. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's for some people for sure, and a lot of them are really happy. But I just never. I knew it was never for me, and I was just like, I'm not a suburb girl. You know, like I'm not. I can't do that. I got to be where the people are living and where the things are happening and the art and the ideas and the food and everything is inspired all the time. And that doesn't happen in Carmel? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I was hoping. I was hoping. No. It, they're getting better. Like every time I, because my mom still lives there, oh, and every time I go home, I like, they get better and better food and they get cooler things and they just built this like huge art complex and oh, nice. they get some cool stuff. I saw the Indigo Girls there. So like they bring in some art. Step in the right direction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not Riot Fest level yet. Not Riot oh, Fest level. Boy, but like yeah. the fact that in Indiana they let lesbians in, it was like, whoa, hey, that, progressive. That can be a thing. Right. <laughs> Carmel was like, look at us. We're progressive. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> One time we supported a gay person. <laughs> and um, so you came at 18, go into DePaul. Came at 18, went to DePaul. What did you go to yeah. school for? Um, hosp- hospitality and event management, but oh, really? non-for-profit event management. I went into oh, yeah. college being like, I'm going to run the biggest charities, and I just want to make a whole bunch of money for nonprofits. And that's like where my skill set would really shine the most. It's just like helping the world by making non-for-profits happen and inspiring other people to like give absolutely um, yeah it did not pan out um uh, okay <laughs> i mean i own my own business because i'm not doing that um but i got into a non-for-profit and i 
just saw that it was just as corporate and cutthroat as a corporate job a lot of times. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of politics that were involved and are always involved. And I never wanted to play that game. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I can't do, I can't do that. Like, yeah. I can't fake it. Um, and yeah. And so I was like, well, so what are my alternatives? Maybe owning my own business is how I can one day make money to one day make the change and impact that I really do want to see in the world because in this capitalist society, all that speaks is money. So might as well try to make some. And that's the truth. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so unfortunate. Like, I know. But I'm like, yeah. 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 And I work. Yeah, I, like I, I used to teach before yeah. working in a nonprofit world. <sighs> God, two thankless jobs. Like, yeah, yeah. And in, in my last job, two, um, a Catholic self masochist. Like, what what's happening? <laughs> I like to just have fun and adventure. And oh, you're amazing. Having fun <laughs> we and adventure. Need more people like you. Usually world. doesn't result in a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like my last job, like I got paid, um, not a lot, little. So I worked seven days a week because, yeah, because I yep. needed to, you know, another job to make ends meet, whatever. But I love the work. And I loved that job. And I went kicking and screaming. I was like, no, but wait, maybe we can <laughs> carry the one. <laughs> I'm like, no, get out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Which is okay. Um, it, it was great. Uh, and then I'm at my current position where I make more money, still nonprofit, um, for a large organization. And it's it's interesting. It's not, especially being a teacher, not where yeah. I thought I'd ever be um, doing work I never thought I'd do. But I do enjoy it, um, helping the city, yeah, which is what I like to do. Yeah, trying to uplift the city and um, making an, an impact, uh, no matter I'm, what you do. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, here's to hoping, right? That's, right, we'll that's see. All we can. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm so. So I studied. So, DePaul. Yes. Um. So I came in and I quickly was like, oh, that's not what I want to do. Um, and I was like, okay, how do I pivot this to like do something I like every day? And the only thing that really made me happy was cooking. And I was like, yeah. I could, I just go home after a long day and I don't do my homework. I cook and I cook all these things and I cook amazing things and I feed all the people I love because that feeds my soul. Yeah. And that's my art. That's my expression. And I was like, I'm spending all this time not doing homework and I'm cooking instead. Like maybe that's something, maybe I should like look into that. Oh, for um, sure. And follow that lead. Aww. And so I was still in the business school at DePaul, which is really good. And I kept my business school classes up and I pivoted it to something else that could get me something. Um, and I never ended up graduating. <laughs> okay. Um, and which it's bittersweet. I stayed in my senior year, like, I would have dropped out two years into college and probably saved myself a lot of money um, mm. because I was so unhappy. I was just, I was working in in a Let Us Entertain You job, and okay. I was, like, learning about restaurants and how to run them and inventory management and how to schedule people, and I was like, oh, I love this. I really, like, could do this someday. Um and like building a team and running a team of servers. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like my skill set. And just learning all the ins and outs so that one day I could open my own place. Um, and then 
So I'm taking all these business classes and loving them because it's teaching me how to do my own place, but I have to take philosophy and really hate it and have a couple prick teachers who just wanted to like hear themselves talk instead of actually talk philosophy, which I'm convinced is like 80% of philosophy professors. Um, I've been there. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Been there. Um, And so I kept flunking philosophy because I wasn't doing the papers or going to class because I really hated it, Um, which is not good. I'm not condoning any of this, but it's how it happened. Absolutely. Um, And I was just working and I was just working my butt off and I was going to school 40 hours a week and I was working 20 hours a week. And then I was also a chair position in a non-for-profit for like 10 hours of the week. And I wasn't sleeping very much. And I was like, Mm. well, the one thing that I don't like doing is school. So that's going to be the thing that slips first, you know? For sure. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I think I should maybe drop out because I really hate it. And I don't, I don't want to be here. Like, I I so don't want to be here. And life is too short to not want to be where you're at, you know? To not want to live every day happy. Oh, I know. That's why I love CPS. Yeah. That exact, you just described <gasps> me and CPS, where I was like, you know what? Fuck. Yeah. And I always want, so it's, it's interesting, because I always want to be a teacher. Mm. I originally went to school for music education. Wow. And then um, I actually reached out to him earlier this year. I took a government class mm. with this gentleman named Tom DeShinzo. And two lessons in, I, was, I changed my major. Wow. One was about, I think one was about understanding of history, and the other was about the Pledge of Allegiance. Literally did a lesson about Whoa. the Pledge of Allegiance, and he broke it down like Whole so. Class. Yeah, oh, That's it was so great. Cool. It was. I think I'm almost certain that was the first class, and then the next one was like this understanding of like politics through history, and Whoa. then I, I was like, yo. That, that's a done deal. <laughs> done yeah. deal, son. Yeah, I, I remember he was like, well, uh, I pledge of allegiance. What's a pledge? And, you know, you're college kids. And we're like, blah, blah, blah. He goes, allegiance. Allegiance, you know, what's that mean? Blah, blah, blah. To what? The United States of America. Okay, so let's talk about that. And it was just, like, literally a class of just breaking it down line by line. And at the wow. end, I was like, yo, this is hot. He's, he got some, he's, you know, something going yeah. here that I just want to learn more. And then... The next Soak one. that in. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, I changed my major of social sciences, secondary education. Wow. And, yeah, taught history. Four years total. But my second year at CPS, I was like, I could uh, be doing this or I could be doing something that I can want to go to work every day. Cause I, right. I, and I love teaching. I still love teaching. And I love being around kids. And I love teaching history. But I was doing so little teaching. I'm like. Right. Fuck this. So I can completely relate. Ugh. Completely. Yeah. Relate. It's a horrible feeling, too. So. Yeah. I know. applied to colleges to be a high school history teacher. Oh, um, yeah. And student taught, like, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And quickly was like, oh, I could not do this. I could not sustainably do this job. Like, it would just crush my soul. Mm-hmm. And you give so much and you care so much and I wouldn't be able to, like, stop that you know i wouldn't be able to go home and leave that work at work yes and i'm that's not possible for me and to be that emotionally invested yes in all the kids you have like and that's most that's most teachers i think yeah it's a yeah it's exhausting it's a tireless job and i like we can't think teachers enough it's just impossible true i agree 
Yeah. I know as we're staring down a strike. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. we, we say that as we're staring down a strike, which, um, what are your thoughts? Do you have, do you have thoughts on that? Um, I don't know a whole lot about it other than I've That's seen fine. a lot of signs. Um, so I haven't seen any. But. And, oh, I've seen a lot of signs. Um, oh, cool. Up in Uptown. Everyone oh, has them in their windows. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure up there. So, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I am always by the teachers. I think our education system is so fucked. Like, it's so beyond messed up that yeah. it we need just, like, to just bulldoze the whole thing and start over. Because... It's there's so many fundamental flaws that yes. like impact kids and then adults for forever. Yes. And also the things that we're actually teaching are outdated and they're not what we actually need to learn anymore. Yeah. And it's just like a sandwich of mess. Yes. And I think that teachers deserve a lot more than they're given, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree uh, more. It, yeah, uh, my first Kids year. Kids of the future. <laughs> my first year in CPS, I worked for two or three weeks. I can't remember. And we went on strike. So that was in 2012. That strike wow. in 2012. And we were all on strike for like a week, maybe a week and a half. Like it was super short. Yeah. And I, I thought it should have been longer. But yeah, it was. Mm, yeah. It's just horrible, especially because most teachers, like, I mean, there, there's such a thing as like good teachers and those are good teachers. But. Most a majority teachers. of teachers are good teachers and yeah. they give so much of themselves to um, their students, you know, to the school yeah. and not, you know, just being told like, oh, you don't deserve this or a pension. You're, why should you get a, why should I get a pension? You motherfucker. Right. This is war out there. I am fighting every day on the Seriously, front lines. Like, what's wrong with you? All these bratty teens who don't appreciate my education. <laughs> you know. But they will later. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 That's like my, I actually ran into a student uh, really? Sunday at Riot Fest. Oh, I is sure that such did. a good feeling? Oh, my God. She, she's, you know, she's happy. She's healthy. And it, it's just great to see students, you know. Um, I taught in the South Side, so you know some, you know, just the the, the reality is that sometimes the precariousness of life can be a, a worry, and it's always great to me to see. I actually saw a student. This would have been maybe four or five months ago, like a block away from where we are now. And he had his wow. job, and I was literally walking one day. I hear someone going, "Miss McGill," and I turned around like, "What? <laughs> Who was this?" And he was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh," and he has a kid now. He has a you know long term relationship. Nice job working downtown, you know, and it's like, oh, man, because sometimes students, you you know, you come across like I try to never, ever have a perspective of like, you know, like this, this, this student is destined to, to end one right. here or there. Right. You know, but some of you're like, oh, man, my man is having a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> a rough go, you know, you having a rough go. It's going to be a rough couple of years if you don't get the, the, the ship back on course kind mm-hmm. of thing. But uh, it's great when you see students and they're just doing well. And, you know, so many of my students now have kids. Um, my first sixth grade class are in college or just finished. I'm trying to think. So, yeah. Wow. But, like, are, you know, college students yeah. and, and have families. One is in the Air Force. You know, just, like, that's oh amazing. God. So, it's so, so cool. Oh, that's so you nice. Know. Yeah. I miss that, but... No. Not worth the strife and struggle that... C- CPS tried to play yeah. me. <laughs> they tried they try to play me bad. Oh, I'm not having it. They're trying to play everybody. They they do try to play everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, cheers to CTU. I hope they get what they're asking for, which never seems like I've never looked at anything CTU the teachers are asking for and be like, right. oh, that's unreasonable. Right. You know, like I've never. Every been time like, you're like, wait, they don't have that? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh, you know. All yeah. right. Suit yourself. Well, we shall see. We have a new mayor. We have a new. Yeah. New regime. We'll see. We'll zoom. Mm. So tell me about your culinary background. Ah, um, well, I've been cooking for a very long time. Um, Who taught you how to cook? My my mom taught me a lot of things, but now that I look back, I'm I'm teaching her more these days. Um, But she let me, like, turn on the stove and was like, yeah, go play, have fun. Here are vegetables and here are spices. And I was like, okay, and got to experiment. And I just, like, think she was always like, I don't know, go ahead, like, make whatever. And so I just kind of learned from there and then picked up tricks along the way, met some chefs, made some friends in the food industry. Mm -hmm. We all, like, cooked together and shared tips and tricks and... Um, but never had professional training, never like worked a day in a professional kitchen until like two years ago. And I started working at this coffee shop cafe. Um, and we made everything from scratch there. We made all these sandwiches. We made like a bunch of bacon and chicken and I made all the pastries, like muffins and banana bread and cinnamon rolls and other stuff, which are all like very simple American classics. Um, but it gave me some, like, fundamental skills that I was yes. like, oh, this is how you large batch make, like, 40 chicken breasts at once and make them tender and juicy. Like, good to know. Yeah. Lots of salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know yeah. things I don't know. So. And then I was like, wow, I want to be better at this. And I just started, I don't know, looking on YouTube things of just, <laughs> like, what could I do? I subscribed to Bon Appetit and I, like... Mm-hmm read all the articles that give a lot of good instruction like cooking skills and recipes and yeah so that's kind of how i got to where i am today and cooked i don't know what's your favorite dish to cook if you have a favorite i do well i have a few favorite it's like which one would i cook to impress someone and which one is my favorite um my favorite is just a yellow curry and just like a cauliflower yellow curry um Just stew it all day long. Just add a little bit of water, stir it, and let it simmer all day. It's perfect, and the cauliflower is always like the exact consistency that you want it to be. Um, oh my god, that sounds magic amazing! Magic cauliflower consistency. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah. And you're impress somebody. Impress somebody. I have this like orange marmalade chicken, and it's like a it's a French dish, but you basically like bread the chicken. And, like, shallow fry it. Okay. And then you put it in this orange marmalade sauce, um, mm-hmm. which has, like, orange juice, orange marmalade, honey, and then mustard. Okay. And then you put a bunch of, like, cilantro or parsley on it. I forget. A green herb. Yeah. Um, I haven't made it in a while. I haven't right. impressed someone in a while, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. You've and already impressed me. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I want some of that chicken. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's do it. So, oh my gosh. So you, you'll actually be entertained by the fact that um, here we had a apple pie contest yesterday. Whoa. And I baked my first 
Well, first and Whoa. and and fourth. One through my first four. Apple pies. At home, you practice. <laughs> I, I made. Oh yeah, yeah. I made made four apple pies, and uh, I got completely demolished in the company. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was at last place. I was second. Okay. I was so fifth out of six. <laughs> But you weren't last. I was not last place. Good job. I liked my pie. I don't think anybody else. It tasted else. good. It tastes That's like apples. It was great. That's right. a winner. But it was it was a learning experience. It was. Yeah. I did not make the 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 um dough. I didn't. Oh, definitely not. That's a lot. That's my next. So I'm gonna bake another. Well, not like today or there, but yeah, I'm gonna bake again, and I'm gonna make my own dough. So I'm excited about that. Don't overwork it. Don't overwork it. That's, that's the key. That's the tip. Don't overwork it, cause then. Every layer that you smush it, you're making it less, you're making it more dense and you want it to be light and puffy. And so you layer it, but you don't need it. Oh. I hope that helped. (laughs) I hopefully I remember. You're going to get there and you're going to be like, should I touch this dough more? (laughs) And then you're going to say, no, she said, don't overwork it. Where two weeks from now, I'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) punching it like flat, flatter. Oh my god! It'll be like a little plate beating up your pie dough. Oh, just fold it. <laughs> There's apples inside. Poof. Yes. Yeah, so you just like cobbler. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's it. Yes. So, what led you to jam? Jam. Um. Well, so I knew I wanted to own my own business. I loved food. I didn't want to open a brick and mortar restaurant and I was like, what on earth can I do that is still all those things? And I could do with like a couple thousand dollars because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not rich. I don't come for money. I don't know where I'm going to get money. Mm-hmm. I'm young. I don't have credit, so I can't get a loan. And also business loans are like extinct. So I'm like, well, what can I do? Which is like fundraising, which is what I was good at. And I was like, and just like, a couple thousand dollars starting off and um jam came back to me and i was like huh and i put it on the back burner for a while but it kept making weird things and you can make anything a jam if you just like add whatever you want and then equal parts sugar and then you add some pectin dumb you made jam all right and so like pears and equal parts sugar and you add some pectin done made jam um, and so I kept making weird concoctions of things like apricot jalapeno. And I was like, what if I love these flavors, but what if I added like chili to it? Or what if I added garam masala or other s- I don't silly know what things? that is. Okay. It's, uh, it's <laughs> oh a spice blend. Um, okay. Right. Indian spice blend. All right. Um, and similar to curry, but different, more like a subsect. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I, I have like a pineapple ginger one, which I'm going to release in the spring Um, oh that sounds good it's real good oh yeah and so i started using jam in like in my cooking in like using it as a glaze on my salmon or using it on my bagel sandwiches is my favorite use um and using it in more things other than like toast and how other people most people use jam and i started to be like huh there's a lot of uses for this there's a lot that you can do culinarily with the base of jam and I was like I think this may actually be an idea um and then I made the hot sweet chili jam which is my best seller and you have here in front of you 
Um, I do. And it <laughs> is amazing. It's just amazing. And everyone that tries it is like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, and I don't often boast about a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. But this jam like surprises me every time. Every time I eat it, I'm like, oh my God, this is that good. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> Like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm like, oh, I'm I did shit. it again. I'm um. the shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, since you you just mentioned it, uh, I'm looking for a. I'm looking around my my doomsday, uh, my doomsday bunker bunker of here. an office, and I have found a knife. A knife. A knife. I don't have crackers. So I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna dig it. All right, it. do the hot seat children first, and then cool your palate down with the strawberry. I love the way you talk. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. How big is your boyfriend? Is he huge? Um. <laughs> you like way? Is he way bigger than me? Like, he, is it like? Can we he's be? A, he's a strong dude. Can we um, be amical about it? Or we can be amical about it. I think he's he's gotten over the jealousy portion because. Oh, uh, that's so cool. No, I'm just teasing. No. no. But um, awesome. What's his name? Um, Jared. Jared. Okay. Yep. It's not Jared Gordon, is it? No. Okay. No. It's the only Jared I know. So. He's not a famous Jared. Oh, Jared Montague. (laughs) 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 One of which is a famous Jared, the other is not. Oh my god, this looks so good. Okay. Oh, is it hot? It's spicy. Am I about to burn myself? You're not gonna burn yourself. I feel like it's just the right amount of hot that you don't like. Need a glass of water. Like you'd like a glass of water, but you don't like need it. Oh man, that's got kick. Okay, he needs a glass of water. No, I think I'm okay, though. That has some kick to it. Oh, all right. That's a lot of red pepper. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, though. Yeah. Mmm, okay. I think, like, the sugar helps cut part of the heat. And I love handmade with love in Chicago, Illinois. It's the truth. It's so true. Okay, now... Classy. Now this is this I can get into for reals. Yeah. I love that though. That's so good. All right, and classic strawberry. Classic strawberry. Oh good old gosh. strawberry. How much of this do you eat? Do you like? <laughs> Not that as much as you think for <laughs> making all of it. I'm like say, sick of jam. Um, I'd be sitting at home like, oh, let's just have some classic strawberry. I know, like Winnie Winnie the Pooh with his honey. It's just like me and my jam. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! He's gonna just devour this whole jar. I'm trying not to. (laughs) It's good. That one's good, like on your ice cream or. Oh. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah, over some waffles. Stop it. Yeah, I'm trying to get everybody fat. I start obviously right, and I'm already there. I'm trying to go the other direction. (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying to like be like, okay, we gotta cut this out. Hmm. Okay. All right. So I can say firsthand, these are legit. These are off the chain. I'm digging off this. Off the chain. Thank you. These are off the chain. Wow. All right. Yes. Um, and I'm taking these home. I'm yeah. Sorry, sorry to tell you. <laughs> these are You mine. have to take them home. Oh, I plan on and it. And be angry. I'm going to do stuff with them. <laughs> I'm going to go buy, buy some bagels, buy some chicken. See, this would be great on chicken. Yeah. I think, yeah? Yeah. I hope to branch out into, I'm getting into our future things conversation, but... I hope to branch into, like, sauces and marinades. So you could just, like, buy a big bottle, dump it in a bag of chicken, boom, done. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. All right. So hopefully you'll see that in a year, a couple years. I don't know. Whenever I get there. Whenever you get there. (laughs) Whenever it happens. So how long have you been doing the jams? Um, Well, uh, this officially for about a month. I'm making it in a legal kitchen 
legally making jam <laughs> because I was making a lot of jam in my home kitchen, which is very clean and wonderful, but is not technically legal. And okay. so I was like making it for fr- family and friends and yeah. just being like, I made all these flavors. And I just wanted to like make a flavor and test out the recipe and see how much I could get out of it. Yeah. And I would only really want to try like a spoonful. <laughs> and so I'd be like, um, I have all this jam I made. <laughs> Do you guys want it? Who wants it? Um, right. And oh, that's great. it took forever to get through the process with the Chicago office, um, just to be able to make jam and get a license to do this. Um, because they're crazy and it's jam and anything that's like package like jam where mm-hmm. you have to sanitize the jars um, is a whole other process. And I had to send samples to the CDC. Um, You're serious. I'm so serious. <laughs> I had to send samples to the CDC to so they could say that it wasn't going to kill people. And they were like, all right, she's fine. So uh, that whole process took eight months. Oh, wow. Of like going into the office on the first day and being like, I want a business or I have a business license. Like. Can I make jam? And then being like, oh, no. <laughs> Not oh, today. No. You can. Not today. And they're like, here's like this whole stack of forms. And I did them. And I stayed up late. And I did this like report on my safety. And I like got it all in. and was like, great, I'm going to do this. And that was like the first month. And then it was seven more months of just waiting on the Chicago office. Just like the whole bureaucracy to just like move. And... That's an asshole, Lori. Yeah, it was. I got dicked around by <laughs> the city of Chicago. I feel a little bitter. Well, um, they did not make it easy to be a small business. I feel like that officially makes you a Chicagoan. I feel like <laughs> I little, earned a badge. You yeah. get a little like, okay, I'm going to get a little dicked around my city. Like, okay, I'm here now. This is right. home. <laughs> right. I was like, ah, I hate you and I love you, Chicago. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's worth it to be able to say like, Made in Chicago, and I really do make it in Chicago with Chicago hands and Chicago people and Chicago fruit a lot of times. And I'm like, this is this is worth it. It was worth the eight months. It was worth the eight months, almost a year of craziness. Right. But now we're here. Yeah. All right. And so I make it in a shared kitchen up in Humboldt Park. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, Kitchen Chicago. Oh, cool. Um, All right. Shout out to Kitchen Chicago. Yeah. Shout out to Kitchen Chicago. Wonderful shared kitchen space. Um, Uh, yeah, they've been around (laughs) for a long time and they're just like a shared kitchen space that is committed to helping small businesses. Oh, Um, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. It's really cool. Be sure. I'll be sure to put a link in the episode notes because that's awesome. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. You always hear about the, because I, I, my, my old boss did a lot of work and, and my old job, we did a lot of work in Springfield and she would, was telling me, I think she, uh, I think she said she was there, and I don't want to put words in someone else's mouth, but if you remember years ago, there was a young lady who was making muffins, cakes, muffins. She was baking in her kitchen. Oh. And she, she no, no, oh. she was, but she was making a boatload of money. Oh, and they wanted to, <laughs> and the they tax were, money. They were like, you can't do that in your own home. You have to, so her parents built an external kitchen. Wow. On like on premises, like built, you know, because you have it can't be in the home. Yeah. So I think they built it like they might like even a re- shed. Right. Like I think they might even shed. renovated the garage, whatever. And she was making these baked goods, and but the debate in Springfield, like in the legislature, about can this little girl do it? How you right. know whatever? And she was like, and that was like a two-hour debate. At least people were talking. 
talking about baked goods for this little girl. Like, how much of an asshole? You know, like, right. uh, yeah. you're like, just say yes. And like, just, what's the, what? What's the poor? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. I guess that's what keeps people from getting killed <laughs> by some little girl's muffins. Yeah, that's what's saving our that's city. <laughs> Your vigilance on the muffins. <laughs> No one's gonna die from these muffins, right? Yeah, yeah, it, mm, yeah, yeah. What can you do without without all of the bureaucracy? Right, it's don't. a big where would, machine. Where would we be that we need? So I'm really interested. I don't know if you yeah. noticed. I see that your unicorn in your office. So I have this huge unicorn head in my office. Yeah, I I wear it occasionally. I, I love it. I I don't think any of my coworkers do, but yeah, I love it. It, it makes me feel happy. Um, I have this kind of like weird affinity for unicorns now, so it's weird. Aww. So where did the name Mad Unicorn Eats come from? Well, I I too love unicorns. I really I have loved them ever since I was little, and it's kind of my. My reason, my philosophical reasoning of like why people who believe in God are just as sane or ridiculous as people who believe in unicorns. Like, and I, not, not to say that I don't believe, I don't know. No, it's I have like a Buddhist perspective of life, but I mean, anything is possible and anything was possible. And who am I to say that? unicorns didn't exist or don't currently exist on another plane or dimension who's who am i to say that aliens don't exist that there's not other life out there yes. you know and yeah. who am i to say if there's a god or if there's not yeah and like i love that like you know anything's possible anything could happen magic is everywhere and that's you know i love unicorns and i said it crass at the beginning no i can you're such a nice you're so much i can tell you're like a genuinely nice person (laughs) because you said that way nicer than what i have ever said it because you know like religion comes up a lot you know Mm -hmm. and i i don't have any religious leanings but i'm like i'm always like kind of like miffed by the fact that when it comes to religion right which is which i understand is a i when i was in the military one of my roommates in basic training was after basic training, he was going to seminary school, right? So we would, mm. and I was very fascinated. And I, I still am very fascinated by religion, by the technicalities yeah. surrounding this faith, right? Especially Christianity, right. like, right. you know, and I remember one time we had this great conversation because I was like, he was like, well, like, look at the Bible. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I've read it. I've actually read the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And he's like, well, look when it was constructed. And he was talking about, like, how how and where these different books were, techni- were are believed right. to have been written. And, like, it's all over the place, right. right? They're not all written in one place at one time. So you're, you know, and he helped me to better understand, right, that, you know, you're seeing the, the reason you see the same story multiple times is because it's coming from multiple perspectives, which is something that never really dawned. I'm like, oh, it's right. different people telling the same story, right? So it's going to sound the same. It's going to look the same. It's going to look different. Right. I mean, sound different, right? And and we'd have these these conversations, but it, I'm like, it always miffs me because you're talking about something that's built on faith, right? right. You, you don't know. You have faith that it believes. But when, when you have people who are arguing, I'm like, wait, wait. So you're trying to tell me that your bullshit is more legitimate than his right. bullshit. <laughs> than his bullshit. And all these, and, right. And like all the wars and all the, <laughs> all the terrible things. And it's like you either are fighting about the same God. Which or, is, yeah. None of it matters, and you're just killing people to kill people, and like, like, what the what's the fuck's the point? 
And it, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it astounds me. And I, yeah. I, 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 um, it's funny. It's, it, I mean, it, it's not funny, but it's like, it, it's like toddlers when you boil it down. It, you're just oh, like, definitely. Because it, you know, it, right. Your imaginary friend <laughs> is no more real than your imaginary friend. friend. And they should just get along. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a firm believer. Like uh, my friends always ask me, and and I, I I think I've been described as an ag- agnostic. Agnostic, you believe in something, but you don't believe in an organized religion. I appreciate you. Thank I you. I feel that's, that I have fallen in agnostic. That's category. how people describe, me. right? But I'm I always say I'm like very comfortable saying I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. And I I think where me and, and like people who have like some kind of religious faith like differ is like i really don't feel like i need to spend a lot of time figuring it out yeah <laughs> and, and i don't need like a reason to why it is the way it is that the why we exist why the world is you're just kind of like well it is yeah, and is. i am i'm cool right <laughs> and, and i'm not gonna live that long so i'm just right. trying to enjoy it <laughs> right yeah people think yeah i, I think would... a lot of religion was just created out of like the fear of not knowing, the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And also then used as a tool to oppress people. Yeah. Almost always. Yes. And I'm like, so I don't believe in that, but I do believe like there could be anything that, so, I don't know. Let me, since we're talking about it, let me just mm-hmm. ask your opinion. Do you, cause I'm, this is one of those things um, I bounce back and forth on thinking do you, what are your thoughts of religion being a completely social construct to simply to, to oppress people? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, do I have that thought all the time? Um, yeah, literally every time I'm like, why did why do all why does this exist? Why is this happening? And I'm like. Because people were scared and somebody, people were like, oh my God, I don't know why the sun keeps rising. Like, who <laughs> thought of that thing? It's crazy. And some <laughs> dude who is probably more powerful in some way or stronger yeah. was like, I have a story for you. <laughs> I know why it exists and why we are here. And it's to do this. Neil. Right. <laughs> Give and me like, somebody. boom, religion. You know, like, yeah. it's absolutely was a way to con- to manipulate people and to use their fears against them and then whether i mean i think that was the end result and maybe it did come about because of honest people being like oh i really do want to help you and like help you have this i don't know be okay with life and like faith helps a lot of people and my faith in the unknown helps me yes be like anything could happen yes so I can't, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't appreciate the idea of faith, but yeah. religion and organized religion, I would like to separate because it's not the same to me. Now, I will tell you, so I, I, not that you would know this, I, I was in the military and I spent a year, and, and please uh, excuse me, I'm, like I'm moving around. It's something I want to bring up and I'm not even sure... Which one I'm trying to bring up. I feel up, like so. you probably have actual perspective on this and I'm like talking in my no, ass. No, no, but... no, no, I know, but I, I, um, something you said made me think of something. And, uh, but uh, I spent a year in Af- well, little on duty, nine months in Afghanistan. And I, gr- I grew this deep appreciation for faith mm. being there. 
because I feel like a lot of times American, I can't see Americans kind of lives here, right? But I feel like Americans, like we talk about faith and we pay like, and this is one, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, there's so much, but it, you know, things that kind of point stick out to you, you know? And I was, I, I, I've commented, I've even commented this to my mom before. I said, cause my mother is, um, she's Christian, you know? And I'm like, you know, it, it astounds me. You talk about faith and faith in this belief in this person that you're serving to some degree right. to get to where he is, right? You know, he, she, right. he, she is. Yet to get there, you, you have to die. Now you can't intentionally die and get there. I get that. But like people will talk about faith and spend so much of their life running and screaming to stay away <laughs> like i mean like to go right. n- not just natural like you know l- living healthy or, or or being safe i mean going out of their way and panicking and Right. To, you know, I'm like, you want to live forever, don't you? And I'm actually, you know, I have a friend. He's like, yes, I want to live forever. I'm like, I don't. I don't I even don't. have faith in the afterlife. But I just don't want to live forever. I like, appreciate the <laughs> finality of, of life and death. <laughs> you know, like, I appreciate that. One day it will end. And yes. I'm like, hmm, yeah. okay. And you never know. Yeah. So appreciate it. <laughs> but, you know, we, I think, it, it, I think it's part of American culture. But when I was in Afghanistan, and I, I, there was there was several instances of this, but I, one really stuck out to me. Um, I was on what they call combat teams, so we go out, and if, um, especially if, if Americans were out out and about and get attacked, right? Our ba- they call you know the ba- the closest base. They need support. They need help. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> and I and this happened several times, but I'll never forget one particular time. Uh, a unit was being attacked. They're out there. We need you guys to go. And I think it was actually, I think what why I stuck out in my brain so vividly is because there is a, Afghanistan has an Independence Day. It's like the day that they, that they officially is considered their independence from when Russia, when the, the, you know, the Russian army and everything was trying to come in, uh, you know, and they repel them. And so it's like, whatever. and <laughs> it was, it was a busy day. You know, a lot of things happening. And yeah. I think that's why it sticks out in my brain so, uh, so much. But, you know, they're like, okay, get your gear, get your stuff, get to the truck, you know, like three minutes. We need to be out of here to get to, you know, to go help and, and figure things out or whatever. And, you know, we as Americans, my gear was close to 100 pounds, right? Because you got your vest, you got a helmet, right. you got like this, that, and the other. Make sure you got this, make sure that. And so we get all our stuff, you know, and, and you're, you know, you get into a, uh, the groove, you know, just like anything else. So I could literally run, just grab this pile that was on, you know, everything stacked. I almost like being a, a firefighter, like I could like step into, right. <laughs> step into my pants, pull them up, put the vest on, you know, be ready like, to go. Do your, yes, yeah. like super fast. And so we're getting all our stuff. We're running out to the trucks, you know, got our weapons, yada, yada. The the Afghans, who are also going out with us, are running out their barracks. Pants, T-shirt, rocket launchers, helmet in the back of the truck. And, and, the, and like one of our, like, you know, like one of the, the commanders of, the, of this now, now outgoing mission is like, go back in there, get your vest, get your like, protective gear. And they're like, why? What do we need protective gear for? Like, what do we need that for? 
And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, because, right? And if you get into those those deep right. uh, conversations, which I, I tried so as much as I could. Um, I actually have a video on one of my external hard drives of me sitting with a uh, two Afghan soldiers, a, com- a high-ranking commander, and an interpreter. And I like anytime wow. I got to talk, because most of the high ranking commanders served under the regime that existed before 9 11, which was the Northern Alliance, which was headed uh, by uh, Ahmed Shah Massoud, I think is his, his name. And he was like, you know, he's a, he's a national hero. He's like George Washington in Afghanistan, you know? <laughs> There's, there, there literally is a statue of him in his, like, his town yeah. he's from, you know? And uh, he was called, the, he's called the Lion of. Lion of Punjab, I think is what they call him. But, you know, he's this mythical figure. But he was a real person. And and the Northern Alliance was like the group that fought the Taliban directly. And that's why you often would see the Taliban is on the south end of the country, is their stronghold, where the Northern Alliance, which was this mix of like warlords and, and, you know, uh, headed by uh, Masood, held them. And he was friendly to the West. Uh, you know, friendly to, 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 you know, to America yeah. and such. And he was killed the day before 9-11. Wow. So and he's killed. And then Taliban kind of, you know, their control, yeah. you know, the Northern Alliance breaks apart. So most of the high ranking officials were people who served with him, under him, who knew him. So I was, all, and I was, and you know, I didn't know this going to the country. So you learn all this. I'm like, oh my right. God. So, you know, and, and I remember hearing some amazing stories about, you know, him, like because there was one I'm not sure what his rank was, but he was a high ranking officer in the Afghan army. And he was like, I, he goes, I was friends with him. And, you know, he, he spoke excellent English. And I remember sitting at, at dinner, we were at this huge table, all the Afghan soldiers, American soldiers. And he was just like, yes, he was a man of, you know, he was like, he was a man of principles. And I was like, oh, tell me about that. I'm a history teacher. Tell oh, me about the so principles. Cool. You know, it was the greatest. But these cats are just like running out. And they're like, you know, and they're like, get back in here, get your stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why? And then as you get into those conversations, it's like, well, one of two things that happen. I'll be protected and I won't die. Or if I do die, right, doing do, doing my duty, then I go to heaven. Right. So somewhere in the middle, what do I need to have? You know, and that was always their perspective. Right. And, like, and I would see that often where I'm like, are they crazy? Like, these dudes aren't crazy. They know, like. Shit's blowing up. Right. <laughs> no, like, Faith. these are adult men. They know shit's blowing up out there, right? And, you know, and the interpreters be like, yeah, but, you know, all right. I'm like, so, fuck, if they don't want the vest, I ain't gonna make them wear the vest, but, yo. Yeah. And, and you see the America, you know, like, button to the gills. Right. <laughs> I won't leave this place without this vest. You know what I'm saying? And it, that, to me, was one of those things, like, I remember one day just sitting and being like, that is, that's what faith actually looks like. Yeah. And I think oftentimes what people talk about being faith, but they're still like, I'm still scratching just because, just in case I'm not right. Right. Mm, There's there's difference to this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that, seeing those instances and like, they're like, just (laughs) a guy with an RPG t-shirt and a helmet. (laughs) Helmet's like, or or no helmet at all, like a beret. And I'm like, my man, go put your helmet on. Go get your vest. At least get a helmet. At least. (laughs) And, you know, they would just be like, why? And then they look at you like, why? What's wrong? Let's go. We got to be quick. Right? We're fast. You guys are taking all this time. Let's go. I'm like, yo, no. Mm-mm. I'm sending a game. <laughs> a game out here. Yeah. But it was, yeah. You don't get three lives. Yeah. 
And they know that. That's yeah. But they would. Wow. They and I, you know, and I got a chance to just kind of um talk, you know, and, and hear this like why? Why would you leave here without a vest? Like, oh, you know, that's fine. I'm protected, or you know, have faith at all. Right. I'm like, I ain't got that kind of faith, bro. You know, what I'm saying nobody, none of us do. Right. But then, that's there's a different, and a cultural yeah. difference, obviously. But faith, you know, true faith, to me, looks different. It's very rare here, it, and I, yeah. I think, yeah, in some ways, it is a little rare here, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silly American. A lot of people calling things faith and religion, and just like yeah. being, I don't know. <laughs> What's well, a person that enforces the rules a lot? Like, yeah, Jamie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to expand into so why? So I, I'm actually intrigued. Why? Why, why not a brick and mortar? It's just so much, spy. so much work. Um, and one day maybe, like one day when I'm more like, yeah, I want to settle down. But like that, those first three years, you know, like oh, you don't get a vacation. Our, you yeah. don't get time for yourself like you have to be ready and prepared to go into like this commitment of a place you might be a part you might be the missing piece of this trinity so i have two friends yeah (laughs) they are it's it is it's interesting they are both amazing cooks one is a vegetarian one is one so one can cook any and everything, but she's she's a vegetarian, so she only cooks vegetarian dishes. But I've had like so much of her food, and it's mm. like amazingly, you know, amazing, amazing. And she's a teacher, and uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I always feel bad because I'm like, because teachers go through so much stress, and I hate seeing people who are stressed, you know, under stress. Yeah. And I'm like, can you do this for another? Like I hate saying like, right? Is this for sustainable another, for another ten years? You know, but she's this amazing cook, and she loves cooking. So I have another friend who I taught with in, on the South Side, and she is an amazing baker. And she all she's just amazing. She wow. makes she makes things. Um, she's just one of, you know it's one of the people who just kind of has this creative talent, and it really doesn't matter what they're creating. It's just like oh, I'll create a painting. And it's an amazing, like, yeah. she's like, oh, I'm gonna build a table, and it's like an amazing table. Like she just has wow. this amazing creative genius yeah and but and she loves being in the kitchen and she loves cooking so i always would talk to them about each other i'm like i have this friend she's a great baker you're a great cook i'm like and me i'm a great mouthpiece so here and this is actually what i was still teaching so i was trying to find (laughs) i'm like i gotta go somewhere and do something in my life i'm like how about we start a cafe and you bake you cook i'll do the pr and we'll just like get it going, you know. And then Kim and, and my friend Kim at first she was like, no. And then as I, you know, there would be days she's like, so tell me about this cafe idea, right? <laughs> I'm like, so, but I don't want to just do a cafe. It has to be like cool. So we need to have like an area that's like maybe a study area. Like I wanted to have some kind of educational bent, so like kids can come in and they can have a place to chill and and get food at reasonable prices. That's like good you know so if they want soup or if they want a sandwich if they want smoothies or you know and then we have like a special of the day and so like the special of the day is this and they're like oh my god you know and so then my other friend i'm like and then you know you're a vegetarian so we can just go ahead and maybe that's like a little bit of the angle so we just, you know and it was just this great day and i always talk to them about it and there'll be those days they're both like no and then there are those days they'll be like well 
tell me more about this. I'm like, in the, the PR, would be great. So, and maybe like now, we can add in the Mad Unicorn Eats, and that makes this perfect triangle, and like, and you're a great cook, and like... I feel like that's a little too many cooks in the kitchen, but I do right. love, <laughs> I love meeting all those people, though. Yes. And there's so many people with like amazing side hobbies that I'm yes. like... Start a business. Just yes. do it. Or and if I, you love it enough, do it. Like Yeah. And I've always thought they should both. And it's and it's actually yeah. truly funny because they now teach at the same school. Really? Oh, mm. that's so funny. Completely unconnected wow. people who now teach at the same school. And they've and, and they're they're not friends. Because I always they tell should be. they're in a huge school. Oh, they totally should be. They should hang out all the time. But I'm like so they actually have met now. Because they had never, like, Good. two, three years had never met. And that's oh how big the school is. But they finally, well, one of them texted me and was like, I think I met your friend Kim. I'm like, oh, my God. You guys should be besties. And it's, yeah. But they're just, like, you know, both amazing people with with really good talents. And, like, you know, I always thought that would be great. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it, though. I keep always, encouraging them. <laughs> I'm always dreaming for other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you should do. So what's next up? Other than that, um, bottle some stuff, uh, some more things, do pickle some stuff, and make some mm, sauces and marinades. So like mm, branch that out. Um, but I'll be in hopefully on some holiday markets this upcoming season. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, and doing a lot of that, and then ramping up in the spring to do a farmers market next like summer. Yes. Um, so I don't know what farmers market yet. I think maybe Logan Square, but oh yeah, we'll see. Um. And hopefully making Pop-Tarts to sell at the farmer's market. Um, yeah, with my jam inside. Oh, now you're talking. And, yeah. Now so you talking. could, like, buy a Pop-Tart and then buy a, a jar of jam. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm hungry. I haven't so, had dinner, so now I'm... <laughs> now I'm just making you really hungry. I know, like... This food uh, podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's talk more about that. Can I put chicken on the Pop-Tart? <laughs> Do it. Chicken and pop tarts. I don't. Ooh. I don't know. I like that. You can do chicken and waffles. You can do chicken and pop tarts. That's true. You could do pop tarts in anything. You can I do think. Pop tarts in anything. You could do chicken in anything. Oh, for wow. Sure. I'm a big chicken eater. Yeah. I'm gonna do a chicken and pop tarts thing. It's gonna happen. You just you watch. Mmm. <laughs> um, I'm already thinking, <laughs> thinking about it. Too hungry. For Let's this. do it. All right. So, yeah. is there anything else we should cover? This is actually going to be probably my shortest episode ever. Really? Oh, by far. Did we not talk about things enough? Was oh, I not? No, no. This enough? is no. You are fabulous and amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that I was able to that you were able to join me and come. Yeah. No, but and I think part of it is with my you know my friends. We we we're just goofy. That's true. You know each other. Horrific you know, people. We're right? strangers. We're not strangers anymore. But no, definitely. Yeah, we, yeah, we may not be besties yet. But I'll win you over. It'll yeah. be some matter of time. I'm fabulous. Well, so I'm you... already winning you with my jam, so yeah, we're doing well for sure. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me over to cook some. Water. Let's cook some jam. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey Jared. He'll be like, hey bro. <laughs> Come and join us. Let's do this. Fuck that. Oh man, he would love to talk the music with you. All, oh my All gosh. the music questions you had, I was like, I wish she was here to answer that because uh, I just went along for the ride. Well. <laughs> If you ever want to come back, you can bring him with you, oh. and we'll do it. We'll do oh it. Oh my gosh! So, what's your plan for this podcast? Like, what's the future of this? Mm. That's a good question. World domination. Yeah. <laughs> no, you That's know always what? A goal. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of Wes Watson? No. Most people haven't. He's 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 a new YouTube personality. I 
I discovered him. I and I discovered him looking up a Joey Perp song. If you know who Joey Perp is, he's a Chicago rapper, and he has this song called "Girls," and it features Chance the Rapper. And I was looking to see if there was a video, which there was. And in this, you know, on YouTube, and so this song is about about girls, you know, and it's, it's a rap right. tune. Why there's some prison dude and it was, and everything else was like normal 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 and it said the shoe and i'd been watching um uh orange is the new black oh and so i saw a shoe and that's the only reason i clicked on it. i was like oh the shoe okay whatever and this i clicked it and wes watson did 10 years in california state prison and like hardcore he's a hardcore cat for sure i don't know if he went in hardcore and he and so he's he's telling this story about being in the shoe. He's like, my longest bit in the shoe was 14 months. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you imagine being 14 months? That'll make you a hardcore cat. I live alone. Sure. And if I'm in that place oh. two days by myself, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get <laughs> I start getting twitchy. I'm like, uh. And so he's talking about, like, and he tells, like, what life in the shoe is like. And he's like, he's you know, it goes, lights come on and. Was it three three in the morning, three thirty in the morning, whatever it is? And he was saying that like, he goes, you know, and he talks in 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 there, which I can I can appreciate, you know, the reality. Everything is built is based around race. He's like, so it starts with the Mexicans. He goes, the Mexicans would say good morning. He goes, you know, so you you know, Buenos dia, and they're going, they do roll calls, so they go cell to cell, name to name, to say good morning. You know, right? He goes, and then the whites do it, then the blacks do it, then the others, and he goes, and then after that, you start programming. And he's just talking about, he goes, whether that cell door is going to open, which is I think he said it was two days a week or three days a week. Or it doesn't, which is the rest of the time. He goes, you start programming. And he always talks about programming. And then later on, I watch more episodes and you learn what programming is. But, like, he goes, you know, start doing those burpees. And he talks about doing, in a day, 888 burpees. 10 sets of 88. So, 88 HH, how Hitler. And it's great because he's describing this. He goes, I'm not racist. He goes, I think race is ignorant as fuck. He goes, but it's just the way it is in prison. <laughs> and he always says that. And so, you know, and he's talking about just like how they would do life. And the guy's ripped. I didn't know there was like veins that went across the chest. <laughs> went like straight across. But I mean, he's ripped all. Like beat. another collarbone. <laughs> I'll show you. And I usually don't have a computer with me. That's probably the magic of being here versus being in my house, which is like way low tech. Um, so you can find a picture of Wes Watson. Oh my God. So veiny. Wow. So that's a, pre- that's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a picture of him in prison, right? Yeah. Cause he, he's bigger now. There yeah. he was super lean. Gee. Complete. Right. Those yeah. veins. I didn't know there were veins there. And that's so intense. He's super huge. Um, and he's talking about, you know, life in prison. And I was just like, oh, my God. But he does something. And the reason I bring him up, because something he said, and it's one of those things I'm sure I've heard people say it in other ways. But he goes, acquire what you admire. And my job, part of my, and my job is communicate. And I my job is communications. And that deals with traditional, with media, traditional media, social media, in-house communications. And I got my job because I was doing those things already in my previous job and in my personal life. Mm. And I've always been, you know, I enjoy social media. Um, I enjoy being able to talk to people across the world. You know, I remember um, 
I'm going to ask. How old are you? Yeah. 25. Okay. So you probably don't remember AOL chat rooms. I remember, well, (laughs) AOL chat rooms. I remember AIM. Is that different? Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) so that was later. So before that was pure America America Online and it had chat rooms and just being in the chat rooms and like talking to people like other places in the world. You know, they're like, oh, you know, and and that to me has always been fascinating. So social media is now obviously much beefed up and and suave you know suave version of that but i to me it's always been fascinating so i started blogging years ago um i was actually living in germany when i started using facebook and wow. you know so on and so forth and now i have this job but I, i've always enjoyed those things i like creating and i'm a huge podcast fan like i I spend far too much time listening to podcasts. You know, like I'm always talking about other people's podcasts. You know, and I I think even on podcasts, that's something you hear a lot of, like someone else talking about someone else's podcast. I'm like, look, I listen to them all. I love them. You know, and I want other people to listen to them. They're great. And so the idea to start a podcast came from a friend of mine whom is this amazing storyteller. And I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Cool. And he's been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a very long time. And the culture of the activity has changed over the years, globally as well as locally. And he has these great stories because, you know, some of the stories he tells, like, you can't even imagine because the culture is so different now, you know. And people he he knew when they were in their 20s, you know, and you're not yeah. necessarily the brightest, you know, you're not making right. the best decisions, are now men in their 40s and maybe even 50s with, you know, wives and kids now. So it's just completely wow. different. So he has these great stories, though. And I was like, yo, I want to, true to being a history teacher, I was like, I want to, like, record these. Th- like, I want to record some of this. Why don't you tell me this stuff? We'll record it and do, like, an oral history of Chicago Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which was the first idea of doing a podcast, was exactly what it was going to be about. Wow. And so from there, uh, the idea just kind of expanded. And in the line of work I do, you hear a lot of... Chicago is in the news constantly, especially now with the current president and, you know... Yeah, different issues. And it's, it's, it's sad to me always that, like, people don't get to hear... All the cool the good things that shit, are happening you know, here. and I mean, we we you know, and I bitch, I bitch about Chicago as much as anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that, and the other. And blah, blah. but the reality is, this is a, I, I've lived in Alaska, I've lived in Germany, spent the time in Afghanistan. I could ideally live anywhere, but I come, I've come back here. You know, when I yeah. leave, I come back. I love being here, and it's a great city. You know, the culture. Uh, but I always say, what makes it so great is the people. You know, the people build everything else that the city is. And so I just really, the idea of like having a show where I could just talk about the city and the people. And then, you know, I don't know how much, yeah. how much, you know, pr- you know, press you get or, you know, where else you may be. But it's great that I can just take an opportunity to like let people hear you, hear what you're about, hear what you do. And, you know, if people here you know some people here yeah. and and go from there and i just love that idea i love that that's like that is the magic of the city is the people and yes. like the everybody that fills it up with their love and absolutely yeah and so oh. i just want to keep doing this my the uh, this this is going to be episode number 6 wow and then i guess my goal is just to get to 10 
and yeah. once I, and I had no plan to actually have a weekly podcast, but it's just kind of worked. It's become weekly. It is weekly up to this point. Wow. And I have um, interviews scheduled and people oh who are in it, people who listen. I have. I was so excited. I had to download in Vermont. And I'm like, oh, my God. Ah, that's <laughs> so cool. I don't know anybody in Vermont. And actually, I got a download in Spain the other day. And I'm, you know, getting downloads, like, every day. And wow. I'm like, well, at a given point, they're not just friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. like, they're not. Unless my friends are just download over and over. I'm like, but so it's good. Um, I have a, a, you know, I have a. Uh, some some variation of a, de- a decent following, not like what I want it to be. Not a you know this American life. Following, I mean, we can always grow, <laughs> can always but try. and and I'm enjoying it. I love doing it. Um, like and it's because the turnover of this episode is going to be less than 24 hours, and ideally. So when we're done, then I'm actually going to edit at the pre-roll, at the post-roll, set up the episode notes, wow. and hopefully get all that done by midnight. As the goal. Wow. And then, Tough um, timeline you put on yourself. And, and usually <laughs> just because uh, some 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 interview times have to be adjusted around and such. So, yeah. So, usually I like to have, which in previous weeks I've had two, at some points three, you know, like already recorded now. Like, so, wow. so hopefully I'll have two interviews next week. And that'll put me then, you know, and okay. then from there... Hopefully, the following week I can do two. So my my goal is trying to do two a week, and so over time that'll just put me in a position where I just have you know three, four, three or four weeks out, and then I can be editing and improving. Wow! So wow! Well, I'm enjoying it, and um, I mean, I want to get more listeners. I would love to get a sponsor at some point. Uh, meet more podcasters so chicago podcast festival is actually next week really oh my god you're going <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna go and right i'm I actually i need um uh, oh i you just reminded me i need to i have a friend my so my artistic director we are a team oh my gosh you, um, your team a team so if you've ever seen the logo she created the logo cool have you, have yep seen, yeah. yep i saw it and so nice. she's gonna help me make business cards so i can have cars to to you know people i meet and be like well here's the yeah. podcast check it out and you know love to collaborate or you know yeah. do whatever and oddly enough the chicago based company cars against humanity mm-hmm. run a podcast co-op <laughs> what <laughs> the most random thing that's ever. so random and um so i applied and it's you know another step to just get in front of more uh, ears and eyes, and I haven't heard any response from them, which doesn't surprise me. But I'm the new kid on the block, and you know we're we're just doing it as we go, making as much magic as we can, and figuring it out. And as you can see by this oh. very low budget setup here, <laughs> I hope it's amazing. This is how it starts. But I gave you coffee, and so <laughs> you gave me the best coffee. It was great, coffee, which I, which actually was given to me by a colleague. I was like, "Do you have any Keurig cups?" <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, "Well, maybe some coffee." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Uh, so yeah, so just trying to. Uh, I, I would like to say I have these great goals in mind, but it, it, on the flip side, this helps me professionally because it's just another skill that I'm developing. So I, to me, it's like it's a win-win on both ends, and I'm like, get to meet cool people like you. It was interesting. I actually met 
same day, I met two other young ladies. Um, I'm single. What can I say? And (laughs) no, but just in passing, you know, not a type at all. No. (laughs) no, And one of them, like I, I was like, uh, she was just so friendly and so nice. And I'm like, you're not from Chicago, are you? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh man, you know, sometimes you're you're too nice to be from a big city. Like you, you have a small city vibe about you. Uh, but yeah, I, I was like, dude, reach out to me because she was so interesting. And I was just like, I want you on my podcast. I don't know what you do. I don't know anything about oh you. But your your personality is just so like engaging. Like we should talk. And when I haven't heard have from her yet. Pizzazz, yeah. You know? But, you know, and just that's just great to meet people and let the rest of Chicago or at least the, the few listeners I have hear about them. Yeah. And go from there. You know, we rise together. We shine together. And that's, yep. that's what I'm trying to do. This is a beautiful city that we have created. Yes. And we are continuing to evolve. It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's together. the oh. goal. Wow. So, I love that. All right. So tell everyone about your social media, everything. Yes. Give, oh, give well, Mad Unicorn Eats. We never finished that. Oh, Look, so... we have more time. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did I'm I like, I have more content. Oh, I Tell me more. Um, <laughs> So the unicorns, we got off on the whole, that's where we went, was to religion, and we got off on there. Oh, we sure did. I was like, where did we go? And Um, I will tell you, I have the worst memory ever. So I, me too. I'm impressed that I looped back around (laughs) because I was like mad unicorn. Oh, we didn't get to that. We didn't get to that. Um, Well, I love unicorns for the reason that I said earlier of, it makes me believe that anything could happen. Um, And my friend who is amazing at naming things, and I'll always have a hard time with like, I'll be thinking about what to name something for weeks. And then she'll come in and she'll just go, huh, what about this? And it's perfect. And I'm like, God, you're so good at this. (laughs) Um, And she just popped her head in my room one day. We were roommates for a year. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, what about mad unicorn? And she was like, you know, mad like a mad hatter mad. Like mad with you're like burning with passion. And I was like. That's perfect. That's That's perfect. perfect. It's exactly me. Like a unicorn with its mane. That's a rainbow, but also a flame. And, you know, like, just yes. like, I'm so inspired and I'm just like angry, mad to make the world better. And just like, you know, if any, if this current time in our political structure and our country and revolution and everything that's stirring right now. Yeah. And we're just like, our pot is simmering. And I feel like America is just about to explode and i hope it's a good explosion and that i can be part of that good explosion but like i think taming down your not i'm not an angry person mm-hmm. i'm very happy but also like there are things that we should be mad about there are things we should be upset about and you know and it's not productive to be angry about them but it is productive to be like yes that upsets me and so i will do this to make it better here is my like way to fix something and I started a business I was like well this is how I make my impact in the world this is the only voice I have is through this business and like I don't know let's hope I make it count and say something so yeah that's mad unicorn um came from that and that's like mad unicorn LLC is my company um and then I wanted a food line and I wanted to leave room open for more adventures in the future because i'm building an empire here you know i don't doubt that one a little bit world domination is always the goal always. Um, <laughs> and and i was like okay well mad unicorn eats 
for all my food things. And then maybe one day I'll have Mad Unicorn hotels or Mad Unicorn restaurants. Or that will be under the Eats thing. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah Mad Unicorn Eats and it eats things i love it <laughs> i love it it makes me there's a there's a board game and i've been telling myself forever i'm going to buy it but i don't have anybody to play it with me but there's a board game <laughs> called unstable unicorns on, on amazon it, it had one of the like they say it's like it was like one of the highest grossing kickstarters ever but it's this it's this weird card game like board slash card game called unstable unicorns and i'm like i need that game so now I can play it with my mad unicorn. Yeah, eats with your mad unicorn eats while next wearing to it. my unicorn head and <laughs> just be all sorts of unstable unicorn. <laughs> with my with my unfortunate luck, that'll be like when I like just have a heart attack, and I'm like, the what? fuck is going on? Weird scene <laughs> that he what set is for going us. On here? <laughs> oh, just unicorned out with like jam all over my face. Oh my god! This dude was into some weird stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what they report to do. <laughs> like, no, mom, it was just, you know, unicorn day. I don't know. Oh, man. So, if they, if yeah. you, so, oh, so now. So, madunicorneats.com. Yes. Come visit the website and buy some jam. Um, I'm going through rebranding very soon because, again, I'm only like a month old. Um, oh. And so, I'll be rolling out a full thing in like a week that's like the get make it get it as a gift and get it as a trio and all these things um right. in like a week so look out for that um uh, and then at man unicorn eats on instagram um and that's my main social media for now it's just instagram because right. instagram rules and mm-hmm. food is and, the best oh on instagram God. so yes. obviously instagram is my <laughs> all right know. but yeah super exciting yeah. and i'm super happy for you I'm Thank so you. glad we met. I'm and so glad we met. You are officially a friend of Off the Beaten Podcast. So as soon as I can figure out how to get the widgets going, you're going to be on the the, the Podbean page. Amazing. And I'll yeah, we'll we'll try to send as much business oh. as we can your way because well, you deserve it. it. And this is so uh, my friends, right? Because a lot of my friends listen to this. Don't come in my house trying to eat my my damn jam. Go get your own, okay? Because I know how y'all. Right? Yo, let me get some of that jam. No, yeah, no, no, go buy your own jam. It's worth it. It's reasonably priced. It's local. Um, and handmade with love in Chicago by a fabulous young woman. And so I'm in. Get in. So I think that's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, can't thank you enough. Yes. It, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for people to hear this. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, I've been telling everybody. I'm like, I have this girl. She, like, she, plays, she has this business called Vacuum Core Eats. And she's got to be on. And we better, get, <laughs> we better ride fast. And she seems so cool. So, yes. Amazing. So, yes. And I think that is it. All right. And that was my interview with Miss Sarah Toll of Mad Unicorn Eats. So once again, please go to uh, the website. You can see that down in episode notes, madunicorneats.com and and get something. Just get, you know, something. Try it. If it's not your thing, you're not eating sweets, you're on a diet and then eat sugar. Oh, my God. It's not keto. Whatever the case may be. Give it to someone else. Right. Think of it. I'm going to spend $10. I'm going to put a smile on someone's face because they're going to see this little jar 
with a unicorn on it and it says strawberry or it says you know this is kind of chilly and just you know it's a great way to support local business um, i'm actually going to post a picture of me and sarah after the interview and even in the picture you're going to see that i have on my my block my hood my uh city sweatshirt um which i wear all i give them so much free publicity because i wear it everywhere but i paid 50 bucks for that sweatshirt and that's a, a Chicago nonprofit doing great things. And I was very happy to part with that $50. So, you know, we, we all, we, I, I say this, right. We always want these businesses and nonprofits and organizations to do well. That means that we have to support them. So please send Sarah a shout out on, on social media. Let her know that you heard her on here um, and, you know, that you think, you know, hopefully positive things keep the keep the negativity yourself but you know drop her a line let her know hey what you're doing is really cool super yada yada and then you know buy something so beyond that i hope you enjoyed this episode i was super excited about it and like i said this is the first person like stranger i've ever like i've had on here and so it was like oh my god oh she doesn't sit there and look at me like this dude it's gonna fuck on my face why did i even come here for this but she was super pleasant i can't say enough how just great it, it you know kind of cool person to be around just sitting with her for an hour i was like now this is a cool ass person awesome i i actually want to meet her significant other because you know i'm imagining he's a very cool person too so you know just i love meeting good people doing good things you know that's to me is amazing so beyond that please rate review now a lot of people people have been rating uh, the show either on apple Podcasts or on stitcher uh, you can't rate it on spotify and and please listen on spotify if that's your chosen platform but if you can go and rate on apple Podcasts and stitcher it would help me so much because those ratings really do matter and it kind of elevates the show in the platform and it pops up in more places with the higher ratings but also please review uh, the review on on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, just take it. Now on Stitcher, you can't review in the phone app. You actually have to go. So you have to go in your browser. You can go in your browser on your phone, but you have to go in the browser and then you have to review there on the like kind of the website. And when you do, I mean, just be honest. If you don't like the show, you could be like, yo, I don't really like the show. Fuck that dude. Um, <laughs> hopefully, if you're, if you're listening, if you hear this episode, you like the show. Uh, you know, what do you like about it? What, did you hear something? Did you learn something? Please, the more reviews I get, the better um, it is for the show, the more people who will be exposed to it. And right now I have way more listeners than I ever imagined I would ever have. And I have had more downloads than I imagined I ever would have. And I'm so excited. But I want now I want more. I want more people. I want to spread you know, the goodness and the love and the conversations uh, out to more people in the world. So please help me do that by rating, reviewing. If you know you haven't done those two things, do them. Now, if you've done it on Apple Podcasts and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna start using Stitcher, rate and review on Stitcher too. That's cool, man. It's a numbers game. Also, down in the episode notes, you'll see that you can actually join the Off the Beaten Path podcast mailing list. You'll, you'll be the first to know when episodes drop 
anything special happens, uh, you'll get birthday greetings from me as soon as I figure out how to set those up. <laughs> and all these, you know, it, it's a process, but that's the place to be. So no matter what happens, Facebook dies tomorrow. Anything goes, you know, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher both fold. I'll you'll still be able to to know what's going on with the podcast and hear from me straight to your email. I know email may not be your favorite mode of mode of uh, communication, but it's the most reliable in reality in this world. So please join the mailing list. You'll see that link down in episode notes. Um, and that's all I really have. Check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Twitter. Uh, share this with one friend, especially if you have friends that live in anywhere that's that's not Chicago, because we need to spread the good news because they read about Chicago all the time, even in Germany, even in Europe. And so they need to hear the good stuff about Chicago. So we have the people come and want to come and, and see this great city, see these people, meet these people order from mad unicorn eats like if she has if she calls me or she texts me it's like yo somebody in 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 germany just ordered jam and they were like i heard you on off the bean podcast i'm like that's right that's what we're doing making the world smaller bringing people together that's that's the dream and that's what i want so please check me on all that stuff check out sarah on instagram check out mad unicorn eats on instagram and i believe that's it so right after this you're going to hear a clip that that was that we kind of caught on accident recorded wise and you're actually going to hear a song it's me singing from when i was very young <laughs> and all the vocals are me uh, i i the guitarist was a guy named chris drummer was this amazing drummer named aaron bass player i think at the time was a guy named dave uh because dave played bass for a while he played guitar for a while uh just it was a, a cool group of guys I was in a band with called Life uh, Without Sleep for a while, and you know it was it was good times, good memories, uh, and even if my singing was shit, so is what it is. And <laughs> I will see you guys. I'm assuming next week. This was like I've, I've said, this was not intended to be a weekly show, but it's just breaking down. I'm having so much fun. It's like. From when I drop the episodes on Wednesday, usually when I hit about Saturday, I'm like already itching like, man, I just want to. Uh. So <laughs> so you'll actually be seeing more from me, I'm sure, on, on social media, because when I get that itch, I'm just going to start scratching it and, you know, get conversations going and, and getting news out and, you know, talking. And hopefully you guys are listening. If you're a fortunate, like if you're fortunate enough, you actually saw me bake my first pies ever on my personal Facebook, which is different from the podcast Facebook, the Reflections of a Chicago Life Facebook. But my personal one, obviously, is personal ones, my friends and people I know, uh, you know, on some personal level. But I did a Facebook Live where I baked uh, four apple pies and and was cooking tacos at the exact same time. It was mad. It was craziness. But looked at it today, 178 viewers, which is not like thousands, not tons, but it's... (laughs) If you saw it, you know that I was, uh, it was ridiculous. And just the fact that anybody was interested, I was surprised with. But 178 people is both amazing and sad at the exact same time. So, is what it is. All right. This is Off the Beaten Podcast. I'm Dion. Also, I don't know if I've said it before. Special thank you to my artistic director, uh, Heather Calvert, for the amazing art. She's actually working on business cards for me right now, which I actually need to get 
in in, in short order because I actually need them for next week. So, uh, Heather, I am going to get get my shit in order and get get yeah. <laughs> so, thank you guys. Be good, do good, and I'll see you next week. feels yeah but feels soft though oh my god hello oh okay hello 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 oh yeah okay oh my okay yeah that's fine yeah that's fine last more as long as we don't scream and edit we'll see go ahead Uh, (laughs) now i'm like worried about what it's gonna be i'm gonna get more coffee and i'll be like okay yeah because i'm just yeah, because I can adjust it. It'll be okay. So it's fine if it gets crazy. Oh, what just happened? Okay, we don't want to do that. Let's not do that then. Okay. Um, I can adjust it in here. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, that feels good. Go ahead. What was your favorite tune to sing? When? Back when you, well, your singing days. Oh, my God. When you dealt with my. <laughs> we actually had this song called um, Loose Change. And so, Loose Change was a documentary about um, the conspiracies around 9-11, right? And so, these two guys made this documentary, and I loved it. It was great. And so, we wrote this. So, the band was... I always wanted to be in a band like Rage Against the Machine, right? But we... It was heavy, um, heavy, uh, kind of hardcore-ish kind of stuff. So we had this song kind of love it. And at the end, it was like, at this like breakdown, which I loved. It was, you know, dum, 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 ow, dum, dum, dum. and I was like, say what? You know, you know, I can't remember, but it was like, uh, it was like um, 9 11's. Oh, 9-11 was an inside job. It was like the, <laughs> the punch of the of this breakdown. So it was like, boom, 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 wow, say what? Job. It was just like, yeah, it was like, and people would love it. Like, Damn. they'd all be like, fuck that one. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, this is how this is going to work. For oh, me. you're amping me up just.
Let's